Good evening and welcome to another episode of 2A to B or not 2A to B. Um, tonight we're just doing a quick episode hopefully on cerebral infections. Um, I'm just going to quickly talk about what they're dividing into broadly and then uh, we'll talk about the divisions. So cerebral infections we're going to divide into bacterial, fungal, parasitic, viral, and prion disease. Very nice. So, I mean. tell me about bacterial infections in the brain. Well now, well now, thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you have like a process uh, that you can start with like an acute cerebritis and that goes through a spectrum to a like, uh, is it a chronic abscess? So you've got acute cerebritis, early sort of early, sorry, early cerebritis, a late cerebritis. Then you've got an early abscess and a late abscess. Um, spread can be either hematogenous. I yeah. never get that word right. Hematogenous. Hematogenous. It uh, can be direct from like a sinus. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any other way. Or a complication of what was I just talking to you about? Meningitis. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it can like come in from the meninges. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Um, what might an abscess look like? I hear you cry. Exactly. Thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, so you are going to get, it restricts. You get a smooth ring of enhancement, complete ring, classically, I think. Yeah, and um, how, what, tell me a bit about this ring. How does it compare to maybe one that an abscess, um, sorry, a brain tumour or a MET might have? So it's smooth, it's thin wall, yeah. thin, uh, and you don't have any like weird lumpy bumpies in it. Yeah. Um, and what does the rim do on T2? Yeah. So this was why I started with restriction and enhancement, because <laughs> I get a bit confused. So T2, the rim is hypo-intense, yeah. but the centre is... Right, it's yeah. like pus, it's yeah. fluid. Yeah. Um, okay. Whereas on um, enhanced T1, it's the opposite. Enhanced T1, it's the opposite. It's yes, opposite. I'm in. Yeah. I agree. Great. All right, very good. Next, other bacterial infections. Tuberculosis. Yeah. Or tuberculoma. Or, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, What's the difference between? Oh. What's a tuberculoma? It's a ball of tuberculosis. It's like a granuloma. Exactly. Oh, right. Nice tuberculosis granuloma. Fine. I would assume, from what I know about granulomas, that it becomes like thicker walled, perhaps. Does it? Can you differentiate it from an abscess? So, really? it's not always possible okay. to differentiate them, but a tuberculoma tends to have central hyperintensity on T2. Central hyperintensity or hypo? No, hypo, but I thought we just said, oh, the rim is hypo. Yes. So as opposed to an abscess, a tuberculoma tends, can have a central hypo-intensity on T2. So do you know how we said on T2, an abscess is dark, uh, bright with a dark rim? Yeah. This is suggesting that in a tuberculoma, the centre can actually be bright. Dark. Dark. <laughs> Let's 
T1 contrast enhancement and abscess is going to be dark with bright rim of enhancement. Yeah. T2 is the opposite. Yeah. So bright inside with hypo rim. And so in a tuberculoma, you can have a hypo intense center on T2. Yeah. Okay. But you can also get cystic tuberculomas. Right. Which can mimic pyogenic abscesses. Okay, as well. fine. And they also show restricted diffusion. I guess on T2, a tuberculoma, the center would be more solid than pus. So that's and why that's it's why. lower intensity, because fluid is bright on T2. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Happy. I like that. I like that. But if you get a cystic one, you'll get bright right. bits. Exactly. So right. confusing. Right. And then finally, one other thing. So it, I guess it's just good because it's a good differential yeah. for an abscess. Um, the other thing you're going to ask me about, a bacterial infection, is Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, now... I'm going to pluck this from my memory of Monday uh, that I think it's you get kind of non-specific white matter T2 signal change. Predominantly where? Uh, right. Is it the frontal horns and the midbrain, like the brainstem? So it, it says in the frontal subcortical white Okay, matter. fine. Frontal. Yeah. Um, and does anything happen to the brainstem? It's more some things might enhance, some other things might enhance. Leptomeningeal enhancement. Well, enhancement of multiple cranial nerves or meningeal. Cranial nerves, that's what I wanted, because I'll show you the case. And okay. the, both cranial nerves are enhancing. Okay. Uh, both cranial nerves, both eights are enhancing. Okay. And that's why I was like, is this line? Uh, which made you think. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's really interesting. So I'll show you that case and then Lyme will be stuck in our head because mm. it's not Lyme, but <laughs> I yeah. think it's it yeah. looks like Lyme. You should say that as well. Yeah. Okay, very good. So um, within bacterial infection, we have three names. Bacterial. Uh, so like a pyogenic abscess. You've got a tuberculoma and you've got Lyme's disease. Very good. Fungal infection. Fungal. It's so fun. Uh, we've only got one because it's so fun it's so fun it's cystericosis or something like that cryptococcus oh that's not what I was thinking of at all cryptococcus yeah I was thinking of the next one which is neurocystocosis excuse me cryptococcus yeah Uh, it's little circles everywhere (laughs) yeah little balls what kind of patients immunosuppressed yeah um how does it spread how does it spread hematogenous it's more sort of along what areas try to say yeah so along the basal ganglia perivascular spaces oh is this cryptococcus yeah oh i think toxoplasmosis does the same no Oh, God, I've confused myself. No, but that happens. This is why we go over it. No. Which one do you get the, like, gunky, gelatinous thing? This is, this is it. Oh, this is it? Yeah, yeah. Righto, sorry. Cryptococcus. So you get perivascular um, spread in the basal ganglia, and you get these, like, gelatinous cysts. Pseudocysts. Yeah, and they look gross. And they appear as round water signal lesions on T1 and T2. Yeah. Very good. So what does water signal on T1 and T2 that, look like? By water, do they mean like CSF? I know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, bright on T2, dark on T1. Very nice. Thank you. Just testing you. Good. Thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, what do they present with? 
Seizures. The most common okay. clinical presentation is chronic basilar meningitis. Um, yes, and I think I looked up yeah. what that presentation is because I was like, that's yeah, not a presentation. Yeah. That's a syndrome. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was neck stiffness and headache and photophobia. So like meningitis. So like meningitis. Yeah. yeah. I guess chronic, but they haven't found a cause. And really. I think the headache is the most prominent part in okay. the chronicity. And um, now that you're mentioning headaches, what mm. causes a headache quite often? when you're talking about brain imaging what finding that you might see Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um. <laughs> this is why i don't answer the questions because yeah, i'm mad uh what might i see on brain imaging that causes a headache I mean, do you mean like low csf or high csf high, like hydrocephalus yes okay so apparently that's the most common imaging finding but it's very non-specific huh. on cryptococcus yeah Intriguing. Intriguing. So if you think about your men- basilar meningitis that you're saying, and you're yeah. saying headache, headache, headache. Well, yeah. Hydrocephalus, hydrocephalus, Exactly. Fine. Um, do you know where it tends to spread to? Along into the basilar, the basal ganglia. Mm-hmm. Mm, can it go into the ventricles? Yeah. And it's particularly core plexus. Oh, ho. Okay. And what does it produce there? So you would get like a cryptococoma. Yes, very good. Nice. nice. Within the ventricles. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is this the one that um, you can get like in the fourth ventricle, in the um, aqueduct and causes hydrocephalus? Does it say that there? No, it doesn't say that Fine, ignore that. Say sorry. Sorry, I asked that. That's fine, that's fine. Cryptococoma. Yeah. And what are they? What do they look like? They're basically ring, ring enhancing granulomas. Okay. So I guess like the tuberculoma. Like yeah. yeah. Perfect. Um, very good. On to the next one. Thank you. Which is parasitic infections. Parasitic. Of which we have two. Two. Yeah. Let me tell you. One is the one I wanted to talk about yeah. before, which is neurocystericosis. Cystisicosis. Neurocystisicosis. Very good. <laughs> and the other is toxic. Yeah. So. Neurocystisicosis. Uh, what type of patients? Immunosuppressed. Other way. It's the most common in immunocompetent. So probably yes, immunosuppressed. But if you but have actually any, you can get it in immunocompetent. It's the most common parasitic CNS infection. Oh, this is the worms. Ugh, disgusting. Don't Google. Uh, what's the scolex? You say um. So you get this. Uh, ball that you can see and you've got a central spot which can be a scolex and I read this and I googled what a scolex is I strongly advise you don't do that it's the head of the worm it's disgusting what's this worm called? it's called a worm a wiggly worm (laughs) (laughs) take one yes Disgusting. Tinea solium, in case it comes out. Go again. Tinea solium. Solium. And what does this clinically present with? Seizures. Yes. Very good. And it's like, um, if someone comes from an endemic area where there are worms, Yeah. I don't know where that would be, but uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. The Sudan, I'm going to yeah. guess, in a like, wildly inappropriate way. Uh, uh, then, if they've got a seizure... It's going to be this. 
neurocysticosis. Oh, okay. Yeah, fine. I mean, especially if it's an exam question type thing, I guess. Yeah. Revolting. Okay. And are these ones, that, can they be anywhere? They can be like extra axial as well. So um, first is tell me about the mm. stages of it. Mm. Oh, goodness. So you've got a, a vesicular. Yep. Is that right? Yeah, very good. Vesicular, oh, yeah. Vesi- well, I'm amazed. So it's like a little little bleb of fluid forming and this is the point when you might see the scolex yeah oh disgusting and then it goes a bit to something different there are four stages yeah so the second stage is something we often describe on ultrasound imaging it's like a type of thyroid nodule you say it's colloid yeah (laughs) colloidal colloidal lovely okay what might that look like please sorry can you tell me what these look like vesicular what does that look like so kind of what you were saying. Yeah. So it shows several CSF intensity cysts. So follow CSF. Yeah. Without enhancement. And many of these lesions may demonstrate an eccentric dot, eccentric dot Ugh. representing the scolex. Disgusting. And they, then we move on to colloid, colloidal. Which is the least specific. Yeah. Or has the least specific imaging finding. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, uh, heterogeneous? It's more that they're ring enhancing. Okay. So we went from no, no enhancement to ring enhancement. Okay. Um, but they have diffusivity. So that's how you would know it's not an abscess. Do they have increased diffusivity on DWI? So they're not restricting. They're not restricting. Right. Like okay. The opposite. Fluid filled and like free, free. Exactly. Free to so move. You're not gonna okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next stage. No, granulomatous? Or? So nodular slash granular. Okay, tell me. And the, do you know the difference at this stage? Became, yeah. But obviously it just becomes more a thing, so that it's less acute now, so the edema decreases and the cyst invulates and the cyst wall thickens. Okay. So it's like progressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally, what could the cyst then do? Calcify. Yeah. So imaging shows small parenchymal calcifications and small foci of susceptibility. Small very high susceptibility. SWI, green echo. Why would they be susceptible? Oh, because they're calcification. Fine. Sorry. Thank you. And then this is the one where you were telling me earlier about something in the fourth ventricle. Aha. So these ones, you can get the uh, cysts, neurocysticosis cysts, in the fourth ventricle classically, and they present with a great big obstructing hydrocephalus. Yeah. And you'll see the cyst most apparent on what sequence? Sagittal flare? Flare. Because oh, nice. the protein-rich intracystic fluid will not be normal. Okay. So rather, fine. it's not normal fluid, it's not so it stays complete right. CSF. Yeah, fine. Lovely. Sorry. Um, fine. I don't think we need any treatments at this stage. No. God, no. All like things that end in amphotericin and yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Um, next one, taxo. Yeah, this is uh classically an immunocompromised yeah patients. Yeah. Um, cat litter. Am I right? That's with pregnant ladies. Oh, yeah, but slightly is different. That is yeah, yeah, it's cat litter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Toxoplasmosis gondii. Gondii. Yeah. Uh, so in an immunocompromised patient, you would get, so the thing I know about this is that 
uh, it's quite difficult to differentiate from a lymphoma. Okay. So I'm going to say, I know that they can have some ring enhancement and you can get something called... And whereabouts will you have these lesions? Oh, yep, 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 where... Basal ganglia. Yep, very good. So basal ganglia. Oh, and you told me about this the other day, the sign. You don't always see. Um, I was about to tell you about the, like, uh, it's not, it's like the anti-target sign or something. Asymmetric. Asymmetric target sign. So it's like your ring of enhancement plus a nodule, a sort of lumpy bit on your wall. So it's an eccentric nodule of enhancement along the enhancing wall of the lesion. Yeah. Yeah. So lumpy bit. Bit. It's it's basically (laughs) what the enhancing and within that you get. Another bit, awesome. yeah, yeah. Um, you get lots of surrounding edema, I believe. Yeah. Um, can't tell you a huge amount else that I know about. What's, do you know how you said it's quite similar to lymphoma? What could differentiate it? Treatment. I know sometimes they're treated with oh. steroids, and if they don't respond, it's a toxin. Maybe yeah, but before that, um, so lymph- biopsy. No, we're talking <laughs> about imaging. Oh. Um, how would I distinguish? Oh, cellularity. Yeah, therefore translate that. Therefore, to um, diffusion restricted. Yeah. So lymphomas, I would assume, would restrict. Yeah. Whereas toxo won't. Does not demonstrate reduced diffusivity, but also does not demonstrate um, increased perfusion. Yes. Very nice. Thank I you. I think the diffusion is more the key. Thank you. Have I missed anything? Um, you can additionally do a PET FDG PET. Oh, so toxo won't be pet avid, FTG avid, but yeah. lymphoma will be. Yeah. Nice. Very good. Are there any other like imaging features? I didn't really tell you what it might look like on two one or two because um, I'm lazy and I don't know. I don't think that's that useful. We, I think we did talk about flare, where you're going to see a lot of the edema surrounding yeah, it. Yeah. And in the right location, and then on T one. You're it, just looking at the enhancement, I guess. It looks just like Fine. all of those ring enhancing yep. lesions. Okay, perfect. Very nice. What time are we on? Oh, sorry. I don't know. Um, Fine. So now we've um, got two sections left. Two sections left. One's viral. Yeah. And that has three in it. Ooh. I'm going to say these all back to you because otherwise it may not thought um one is going to be hiv encephalopathy mm-hmm. uh yeah t'other i'm thinking of viral things yeah uh, herpes encephalitis our favorite <laughs> uh and another one that i always forget i was about to be like tb and i was like no no that's bacterial uh another virus izzy forgets i shouldn't say anything um uh, oh, JC virus? <laughs> no, no. Um, can I have a clue? A funny clue. Um, oh. CMV? It's a, yes, I was going to say it's a large one, mega. <laughs> Fine. Mm. Let me tell you about herpes and cephalitis first. Very good. So, herpes and cephalitis. Mm-hmm. HSV... HSV one. Oh, pistics. HSV one. Oh, but wait. In an immunocompromised patient, HSV six should be considered. Huh. 
I don't know what the difference is, but fine. Just the variant. Yeah, yeah. fine, 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 fine. Um, one is the the labial one, you know, the one that everyone always has. The what? Herpes, like um, lip herpes. That's always that's HSV one, and HSV two. Two, I think, is more genital. Genital, yeah. Genital herp. Yeah. Fine, don't want that. And HSV six. No idea. Who knows? Writing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, herpes and cephalitis, you are going to present with. Like confusion, altered mental status. Yeah. Uh, you are going to have, you can have a completely normal looking CT head. Does it have CT head on there? Should I tell you what I think might look like on a CT head? A picture? No, no, but does it describe it? Yeah, it, it does it? describe it. Sorry. Okay, fine. So I think that you might see kind of slight swelling in the mesial temporal lobes to begin with. Uh, and you might see like effacement of the sulci and effacement of the temporal horns of the lateral ventricles. So I sort of agree, but all this it says here is often normal, but can show ill-defined hypotenuation in the affected. Okay, so they could be a little bit low signal, low signal density, uh, low density. Uh, as well. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Okay, like edematous, basically. Yeah. So tell me how the patient presents. Altered mental status, yeah. confused. Yeah. That's all I've got. And then on to um, imaging, sorry. So the CT head yeah. would be, as we, yeah. we said, and then they would have an MR. Mm-hmm. The MR would show weird stuff in the mesial temporal lobes. So mm-hmm. is it high T2 signal? Yeah, in uh, the... T2 prolongation, yeah. In the, I think boys have to wear but yeah. Is it white matter of the mesial temporal lobe or is it cortex? Well, it says in the medial temporal lobe, insular cortex, uh-huh. cingulate gyrus and inferior frontal lobe. Okay. Um, Fine. And are these findings typically bilateral? Or bilateral. And then you can get hemorrhage. Bilateral, but asymmetric, usually. Oh, really? Quite Gosh, I didn't know that. Huh. I would have thought they were plumb symmetrical. Yeah, and you can then, it can become hemorrhagic. Yeah. I would have thought as well, that's why. So it can become hemorrhagic. Yeah. In which case you'd see like susceptibility. Yeah. And then um, the affected areas typically demonstrate what on diffusion? Ooh, they restrict? Yeah. Very nice. And then later on you might then get enhancement. Oh, might you? How interesting. Okay. We've Briefly spoken about HSV6 in immunocompromise. Um, they might not have the restricted diffusion that. though. But that's, I don't think that's okay. that important. And then if you see these medial temporal lobe lesions, what is in your differential? Uh, well, it sort of depends if they're cortical or white matter, because I don't know. It's kind of both. Quite a general differential. Do you want me just to say yeah. MCA infarction? Fine. So that's like a very big I guess lesion. that's on CT, that's what you're expecting to see. Oh no, I suppose increased diffusion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Infiltrating glioma. Ugh, yeah. Limbic encephalitis. Oh no. Which I don't think we've spoken about, have we? No. No. And seizure related changes, which. Oh, fair, interesting. Because that's not. Yeah, yeah. Remember when we were like talking about seizures, you want to look at the yeah. lobes. Okay, great. So that's great. I love that. Can I tell you those again? Yeah. Um, so differentials for herpes and the changes you see in the sort of temporal lobes, mm-hmm. um, 
you think about an MCA infarct, mm-hmm. you think about uh, post-seizure related yeah. changes, uh-huh. uh, you might think about a limbic encephalitis, yeah. sort of the same sort of area. And is there another one that you told me? Uh, have you spoken about infiltrating glioma? No, I have not. So it might be a glioma. Kind of like a, um, you know, the one that we love that is no longer in the who. Yeah, gliomatosis cerebri. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, but with a caveat that, if you're then told the patient has a fever, then herpes encephalitis should be your first consideration. Yeah. And that makes sense because none of the others would. Limbic encephalitis might be, yeah. Good, lovely. Very good. Um, So that's quite a long one, sorry. That's That's okay. Next one is HIV encephalitis. This is the most common like neuro HIV related complication. Yeah. And this is direct, the HIV virus itself directly attacks something. The which um, cell? I'm going to plump for astrocytes. No. Lymphocytes? Lymphocytes. And? Of course lymphocytes. Small ones. Dear weirdo cells. Microglial cells. Microglial cells. Okay. Micro. Yeah. They're apparently CNS microphages. So that makes okay, sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And imaging. What did I say? Microphages. <laughs> macro. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. They're microglial <laughs> macrophages. Micro, yeah. <laughs> Confusing. Um, imaging. Yeah. Oh. Random patches of T2 high signal. So kind of, yeah. Well, diffuse cerebral atrophy. Ooh, good one, yeah. Symmetric T2 prolongation in the periventricular and deep white matter. Right. So symmetric so white matter, white matter change, yeah. Um, and oh, in contrast to progressive multifocal leukoencephalopathy, <laughs> yeah. PML, do you, can you remember what PML does with the U-fibers? Mm, PML is sparing of the cortical U fibers. Other way. Other way. HIV encephalitis spares. Okay. The subcortical U fibers yeah. tends to be symmetrical. Okay. Fine. My head's starting to explode because when we talk about PML, I'm like, I can't remember that. No, I can't remember that. But okay. we can go back and listen. That's the beauty uh, of podcasts. How many times do you have to listen to <laughs> I can listen to them so many times. And like today, I kept on having to rewind one of yeah. them. Anyway, we're nearly there. Well done. And one more in the viral section. Uh, it's the mega one, your CMV. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell uh, you anything. <laughs> so who does it affect? And only immunocompromised yeah. patients. Yeah. And the most uh, common manifestation, CNS man- t- manifestation is. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't know. Ventriculitis or meningoencephalitis. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, the characteristic imaging features are subependymal flare hyperintensity. Subependymal flare hyper intensity. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. enhancement throughout the ventricular system. Okay. Probably I reckon. Yeah, yeah. The striking. ventricle like lights up at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into that. And then in neonates. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember one of the most common torch infections and yeah. causes. One thing we've already spoken about. Oh no! I think maybe it was in CNS. 
atrophy anyway. Encephalomalacia. Yeah. Which is the like post-stroke change, is that right? Yeah, it's like yeah. anywhere that the bits Dead. like died. Yeah. Ventricular enlargement. Yeah. And what do they all show? Calcifications. Periventricular calcification. No, they don't all show periventricular. I know, no, no, this one though. Oh, I see. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I was like, no! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've got CMV here. Most common, torch. In torch, it's periventricular calcifications and you get the polymicrogyria, just to remind you. Um, Sorry to rush you, but we've got a minute for... What? Created Jacob. Quite spelled Jacob. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a prion disease. It's degenerative. It's well bad. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Typical MRI appearance? No, just tell me. Cortical ribboning? Yeah. Ribbon-like flare hyperintensity and restricted diffusion of the cerebral cortex. The basal ganglia and thalami are also involved. There is often sparing of the motor cortex. And then the pulvina sign. Yeah, hockey stick thing. Yes. Pulvina nucleus of the thalamus, the hockey stick sign, describes bright DWI and flare signal within the dorsal media thalamus. Really nice. Any more on that page? No. Very good. Thank Done. You. Kind regards. Gone into red. <laughs> <laughs>